And without further ado, it is go time. Ladies and gentlemen, I am David. Jeffrey Major is also known as DJM from DeltaJulietMike.com and a few other podcasts out there. The gentleman on my podcast left is Brandon Cooper, superstar Twitch streamer extraordinaire of Drunk Never streamed Kids a game in my life. Game, of Drunk Kids Gaming, mega video gaming superstar, has guaranteed about 87,000 subscribers. You know him, you love him, you're, he's the reason you're actually listening to this podcast. Of course, I'm talking about King Kaz, Brandon Cooper, and you! are listening to Shooting the Shit with Two Nerdy Black Guys. Kaz, what's Hello. up, my friend? I am, I am, I'm well. I'm, I'm back from the land of, of sin and sadness. Um, and, and I am well. I came out on top. I did not, but I'm going to say I did. Very good. I am back from the origins of the Major's family name. And mm. I did not die, uh, because as some of you know, uh, I was down in Roanoke, Virginia last weekend, uh, since the last podcast. And yeah, there were some things happening down in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I just want everybody to know I was reasonably far away. So <laughs> I'm okay. My aunts and uncles are okay. My cousins are okay. There was a service for my dad. It was really nice. Mm -hmm. It all went well. And uh, I got back safe and sound. I will admit that during this weekend as well, I did consider driving to Otakon in Washington, D.C. Because it would have been about three hours, Cass. Yeah, I I unfortunately had to miss out on Otakon. My my aunt Jeanette, who was also in town in, in Roanoke, lives in Alexandria, uh, and she even said to me, "Well, you know, David, if you if you want to change your flight, you can just drive back with me, and you can go there that Saturday or Sunday if you want to, and just leave on Monday." And yeah, I considered it. <laughs> I really, really did. But I had the red out red eye flight Sunday morning, so. Even while mm-hmm. I was still considering what I wanted to do, I had to go back to the hotel room and try and get some sleep. So there was that 1% possibility that I almost drove to Otakon and made a, a cameo appearance in our nation's capital, but it did not happen. But I was in Roanoke, uh, away from everything that was happening in Charlottesville, thankfully. But yeah, we were very much aware of it. Uh, so tell me, man, how was Las Vegas? What were you there for? What what was happening in Las Vegas? So Las Vegas was kind of a last minute, um, and it, it more became a scouting trip more than anything else. But it was a last minute um, event for um, us at Drunk Kids Gaming to kind of be like, hey, we've we've hit a few milestones and we've been talking about partying up and doing our own event because when we go to events as a group, you know, with, with kind of the mixture of the DKG and the diamond club kids and all that stuff, we kind of like to 
to put on the tails and like make it really big, make it really fun to all this stuff. Um, and they've been doing that together at like PAX. And then when I went to TwitchCon with them, we did a big, we had, we ended up having a prom and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and it's been really fun. So everybody was like, man, it's getting to the point where, where you guys are kind of hitting a stride, which we're really not. Don't believe the lies. Um, that's just what was written in the Kotaku articles. Uh, DKT but, is blowing up. So, blowing up. Like dynamite. You know, and, and Curly's doing As soon really as I'm well back doing stream. the podcast again, Kaz is going to leave me and he's going to be a megastar. No, not even. Um, Curly's back to doing the, 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 the streaming thing and that's going really well. I'm trying, I'm still trying to figure out how we're going to do the YouTube stuff. Um, it's coming slowly, but surely. So we were like, yo, let's, let's do something and just have fun. Right. Not somebody else's event, kind of our own. So it ended up just being like four or five of us. Um, uh, myself, PD Rave, Sunbun, Curly, uh, Mitzula, who's from Vegas himself, and like a couple of other people made cameos here and there. Um, so we went out to Vegas, um, and we ended up kind of just doing it kind of really chill. Uh, we went and kind of hit all the things that people said you need to hit if you're kind of nerdy and going to Vegas. So we went to the Pinball Hall of Fame uh, Museum, uh, played some pinball games. That was really fun. Uh, we did a bunch of dinners. We did a bunch of sh- stuff that Mizzoula just said, you know, you have to do when you come to Vegas. Um, and we did that and we just walked around Vegas. We played some slot machines and we did all that stuff and it was really fun. It was really interesting. And we learned a lot for what will hopefully be a bigger event next time going to Vegas. Um, one, I learned that me and Sunbun will spend way too much money if you call a slot machine skill based, <laughs> um, which is the new thing that they're starting to add in in Las Vegas is the more skill based machines. Uh, How do have... you make a slot machine skill based? So here you go, uh, DJM. I'm glad you asked. So one of the machines they had is Frogger. Right. So, but what we figured out or what Sunbun figured out in his genius and his, uh, what I also learned is his greatness at Frogger. Uh, this man is the greatest Frogger player I've ever seen in my life. Um, is basically, so the more people that play the game, right? It sets, you, you, you can set high scores and all that kind of stuff and you can get a payout kind of based on skill but you kind of get a payout more based on how long you last but then if you're really good and you can last really long it doesn't really matter because all the other people who have played are probably not good so what the machine is taking in as what somebody should be able to do as good is not so you actually have to fall somewhere in the middle to get a payout so if you're good at it you have to limit yourself and if you're bad at it you have to be exceptional and it's hard to hit a middle zone in a kind of game like that. So you end up just not, it just ends up not paying out at all. Uh, so Sunbun just more had fun setting the high score on every machine that we could find in Vegas that had Frogger on it. Um, which was relatively funny to me. Did uh, the security the come after one, him? No, 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 no. Cause it, it's not paying out. So it doesn't matter. The machine's not going to pay out. Um, and the other one I'm, we I'm, found. 
I wouldn't be surprised if Sonny Bunny has his name and picture on a list somewhere. I'm sure he does. Oh no, he he won some. He he was the one of the only few of us that actually won money in Vegas. Um, he then came out then on he's on a list. He just made the list, guaranteed. Uh, he's gonna have way thing. more problems getting back in there. <laughs> No, nah, they they see because someone also does the thing where he goes to every casino and gets the player's card, which, you know, use the now they have these little little credit card like things that you just put into the slot machines and it gives you points every time you play and stuff like that. And then the more you play, the more they love you because you're just like no matter what, no matter how much you win, the more you play, you're, you're generally either going to only ever break even with the casino. You're never going to get over on the casino, right? Like you're either going to get a couple of hundred bucks you're never really going to hit anything exceptional um, that's the idea yeah so that's I mean, the idea it's a, so it's a racket he, he he plays the game very well to make sure that he can get enough stuff without going too crazy uh so he always makes sure he can get a room offer here and there and like all these kind of other stuff um so he plays it really well um and then the other the other machine that we found in vegas um that they recently added is peggle um peggle okay so the way the peggle machine works unfortunately is you have to um you have to play the normal slot right and in there is is a slot screen that will hit Peggle. And when it hits Peggle, it goes into the mini game of Peggle. And you can actually play Peggle. And Peggle is so all the slot machines have um they're, since they're so video gamey based now, um they have like metas to them and you can hit free games or bonus games if you hit a certain slot. So Peggle is the slot that you have to hit on the Peggle machine to get to the bonus game that is Peggle. And then if you can get to Peggle and you're good at Peggle, that's where you can earn money, right? Um, but it's still really, really hard. And I think they also changed the way the 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 ball and the geometry in that game works. Because there's a certain way that I know balls bounce in that game and they weren't bouncing the way that, that I expected them to. But when I got to Peggle, that's I got a payout. I got thirty bucks, right? And I put in five. Uh, but I did watch the lady next to me hit the bonus twice, and then have her husband, who's a nerdy guy, play Peggle for her uh, on the screen, and they got two. They walked away with two hundred bucks. Um, so I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is this is the thing that I'm after. I'm 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 up for Peggle. But then I tried it again and never got to Peggle. So I just gave the machine 20 bucks and it was just like, yeah, no, we're never letting you get to Peggle ever again. <laughs> That's how they screw you. Because yeah. Las Vegas is a racket. But I had fun. Uh, we, ate, we ate really, really good food, which now I just want to eat trash food for a while because like, we just had really good dinners, um, some really good steak, uh, all kind of just really, really, really exceptional food that I've definitely, if we do this again next year, which I'm assuming we will, um, and I'm going to try to plan like that it a is one thing. I feel like that is one thing where you and I are mm -hmm. definitely on the same page when we travel or go to conventions or, any, or anything. You and I, uh, we both like to really 
do things at a high level when we mm-hmm. we go out we we like to have a nice dinner we like to have a nice drink or seven uh and, and this is a little different from some of my contemporaries here in the midwest but uh, i think that that's something where you and i are definitely on the same page i know it was that case yeah. in chicago and uh we we've never been at a another convention at the same time other than asin i don't think so but yeah, we're we're definitely wanna, on the same page with that one. I want to get conventions back in the rotation because I haven't been to a straight up convention this year, and it's been making me sad. So at some point, I'm going to try. I know I'm going to end up going to TwitchCon at the end of the year, but that don't really count that as a convention because for me, TwitchCon here on out is going to become kind of a working thing more than an. Uh, active fun thing i'm gonna be trying to like help curly push you know things more try to meet more content creators to have them on different podcasts and things like that 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 we do or or find people that that need help doing stuff so that you know we can help each other you know try to try to do all the smoothie kind of new agey creative kid business stuff as they say these events as they said in the eighties, rubbing elbows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a little bit of rubbing elbows. Uh, talk to people, get to know people. It, 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 it hobnobbing, kind of if you will. Happening. It ended up kind of happening like naturally last year at TwitchCon, and there were some situations where I realized, oh, I could have pushed to like really, really, really hobnob, but I didn't because I didn't think it was my place to. But like now that I kind of want to make this this push in like actually actually content creating and you know like outside of podcasts right cuz podcasts are easy right like i i sit here we talk and then you edit and post it and you know there there are some stuff that goes into that and there's some stuff that makes podcasting hard but i kind of have podcasting down And it's not that I'm necessarily looking for a new challenge. It's just I'm looking to further my content creation. So, like, and I've been. These are all of the things that that I was thinking around April of this year. Yeah. So so I hope you have better luck than I do. I truly do. Yeah. I mean, but but we we've talked about these things a lot you know and i've tried and i've stopped i've tried and i've stopped cuz cuz i've never so i've never I. sat down enough and i've never learned right i've never just sat down and learned and i've been just sitting down and learning the past few months um with a lot of my content creation stuff uh which has hurt me in other areas like i was doing pretty well with photography but then i kind of just sat back with a lot of stuff and I just kind of started to relax and work on the normal life stuff, work on making sure I show up to work on time and like, so, Hey, how, how is normal life going? We, we, we always talk about the content creation, the internet stuff, but how is normal Mm -hmm. life going slow? Um, I'm kind of, kind of in, I'm in that area of my job where if I tried harder, I could move up, but I'm in a job where I don't want to move up, so I don't try as hard. But then it also makes it look like I'm like not doing things. So then there's always these moments between me 
and my supervisor where she's like could you do this thing more and i'm like i could but then you'll think i'm putting in effort <laughs> like and expect me to do it all the time um and then we're at like this weird halfway point where um i've been there long enough and you know i'm a pretty reliable kid so a lot of times i end up getting like left in charge of situations and i'm just like you know and i do it because you know it needs to be done but then it's just situations where i'm like man i don't know what why or it just i don't know it just makes me feel awkward sometimes because i just don't want to do it but doesn't doesn't bother me to do it um would it make a difference in your paycheck no no not say in the long run Oh, like, I'd have to put in the effort, right? I'd have to put in the effort. I'd have to actually, like, show up in the, in the, like, general sense, not the, not the actual physical showing up sense. Like, I'd have to, like, show that I would want the thing to put more effort in, but I don't. Cause this is like, so the, the place that I work, right? It's a company within a company. So it's a company that works in the aquarium. And then that company is just a a legitimate small portion of a multinational company. Right. And it's just, that's not something I want to do. If I'm going to work in a company setting, I want to work for just like an AB. Like I don't, I don't, I don't like the current situation, uh, which is, you know, I'm only, I'm only hoping I'm in this situation for a few more months until I can secure some more money for schooling. Then I'll go back, do some more, finish up some IT stuff. And then, you know, hope maybe make that move depending on how other things go. But we'll see. All right. I, I hope that works out because nobody wants to get stuck in something that they don't want to show up for. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm in a situation currently where there's really no major issues. It's just that for eight hours of the day, I'm inactive for about seven of them. Mm. And that can be really frustrating where there's just not a lot to do. Or at times, there's literally nothing at all to do. And when you're at work... At a real job, it's very difficult to work on your not real job things. It's just, it's just not easy to do. It's, it's doable, but it's not easy because you don't want people looking over your shoulder. You don't want people asking what you're doing. You, you, so things kind of get put on the back burner. And like so many of us, we all have these ideas that we, we have, but a lot of us work like I do, uh, a regular 40-hour-a-week job where we're mm-hmm. working people. And a lot of that stuff gets put man. on... I'm a working man. Swig of beer, as Stone Cold would say. Swig of beer for the working man. But uh, it, it's one of those things where the things that we have that interest us, our hobbies, they do kind of get put on the back burner because when we're out of our regular job we're we're tired <laughs> i don't know about you man but i think a lot of us are just freaking tired 
So, so that, that what, that's what makes it harder than anything is that they're just hours and being tired. But Kaz, there have been a couple of things since we last spoke that have given me life on a level that I knew was possible and I knew was coming. And basically there are a few of the only reasons left that I'm staying alive. Uh, just earlier today, uh, Cass, I know you have been dabbling back into the genre of professional wrestling in recent times. Uh, tell me, we'll Cass, uh, are you familiar with Southpaw Regional Wrestling? Not even a little bit. Okay. Well, earlier this year, a few of the WWE performers they put together a YouTube series uh, that probably would have fit really well on Adult Swim called Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Uh, John Cena, Fandango, Chris Jericho, and a few others. Uh, it was pretty much the brainchild of Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Uh, and it was essentially a loving, goofy parody of the outlaw southern wrestling territories of the 80s. And it was really a glorified ad for KFC. But it did so well that they're doing another season. Uh, John Cena, the man himself, just posted uh, the trailer for season two on his Twitter just a few hours ago. So I'm excited for that because if you are a a wrestling fan and you have that frame of reference of what 80s southern wrestling was like and you've seen mm -hmm. southpaw regional wrestling or just the idea intrigues you it's it's it is absolutely hilarious it's so damn funny and there are sea creatures there's a farmer there's a banker you get to see a man have a nervous breakdown. It's 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 great. It's good stuff. And season two is coming out. Uh, probably it's it's out after you've already listened to this episode of Two Nerdy Black Guys. So if you're not already aware of Southpaw Regional Wrestling, go on YouTube and check it out. Even if you're not a big wrestling fan, I'm pretty sure you'll appreciate it because it's goddamn hilarious. Because it, it just is. It, it is on its own. And maybe maybe you'll get some KFC from it. Because I got to tell you, when they advertised, they advertised this Georgia gold chicken for KFC. They even had a Ric Flair impersonator who totally was not the actual Ric Flair doing the voiceover for the, the KFC Georgia gold chicken. I tried it. wasn't bad. So... Yeah. Maybe KFC saw a pretty big bump in this, and they funded another season of Southpaw Regional Wrestling, and I'm looking forward I to mean, it. They got a, they got a fucking, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They got to compete with Popeyes, which the other day, the other day, I came to this this realization that like I have not been to Popeyes in so long, and I need to go oh. to Popeyes. Kaz, did, did I ever tell you the story about the anime club I go to in Popeyes? No, please. Oh, okay, okay. So, a few months ago, my anime club that, that I go to on Fridays, 
I just put on my Facebook status a few months ago, um, just asking for the sake of curiosity. Has anyone tr- tried Popeye's chicken? And a lot of the people that went to that go to my anime club had not. So I decided to be magnanimous and bring some Popeye's chicken to the anime club that coming Friday. And biscuits. Of course, of course, the biscuits. Okay, all right. I'm like, it's all about the chicken and biscuits with Popeye. Yes, and and I made sure that they knew that. And a uh, friend of the show, Curtis LaRock, even pointed out, make sure you get the biscuits as well. And and I did. And I, I might have converted a few of them because <laughs> it, it appeared as though none of them had really known or, or had been to Popeye's before. And I was mm-hmm. really, guys? Well, well ha- I'll bring some, have some. And they some of them ended up liking it, and some of them... Grew to appreciate Popeye's biscuits because they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so so another food story uh, that that you just reminded me of of converting people to something. Uh, since we were in Vegas, right? We we decided, you know, uh, mostly because me and Petey were there uh, one night to go out to a Korean restaurant. So, uh, Curly was That's like, definitely never, you and Petey. Yeah. I've never had Korean food. So we were like, oh, all right. You know, it's pretty cool. And he's like, ah, I don't like, I don't like meat and sauce. So like, he's like, and a lot of this stuff looks like it's meat and sauce. And it was like, yeah, a lot of it will be, but what you could do is just get some straight up, uh, beef rib. Beef rib is great. Not a lot of sauce. Uh, and it'll be just the most delicious thing you've ever had in your life. So he's like, all right, okay. Yeah, right. We'll see. Um, so we all order our food. He gets his, and like, he had a moment where he was just like, holy shit, what is this that they brought me? And where do I buy it? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's just, that's beef rib, man. Good, good seasoned marinated beef rib just is regular, one of the greatest things. Just regular Korean ribs? Yeah, just short ribs of beef. Um, Has the man not lived? Is. My God. <laughs> um, so that was funny. Then there was uh, the the day we were like, let's go like, out honestly, for breakfast. You, yeah. you, you have to go through your life and have some Korean short ribs, man. You gotta yeah. do that. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. And if anyone out there hasn't, please, please do this. Like, if if if, if you need a reason... Come to DKG Vegas next year. I will. We will. We will go. I will. I will introduce you to some good Korean food. Um, and then, but then the other thing. Next time when you're somewhere in the Midwest, Chicago, Detroit, Ohio, I will take you to Popeyes. Yeah, shit. I might. I might take that offer. Um, then the other thing was. So we were like, it's really early in the day. Let's go have lunch, breakfast, or breakfast, lunch, whatever. Which, whichever time it is by the time we make it to a place. And uh, we decided on dim sum, which is more Chinese-style food, uh, which, once again, can be a very cultural shock thing uh, to have, like, you know, Chinese food at a Chinese place served by Chinese people. Um, 
that isn't American Chinese food. So we go out for dim sum. And if you if, if you've never been out for dim sum, they legitimately sit you at a table. They put a card on your table. And then people walk around with wheel carts of food and they yell at you and you yell at them. And and that's how you get your food. That's legitimately the interaction um, is they walk around with carts of food and they're like, basically, the, the interaction boils down to do you want this? And you go, what's that? And they tell you what it is. And then you look at it and you're like, no, that looks like shit. You got better looking ones. And they're like, what about these? Oh, man, those look good. I want those. Give me those. Give me two of them. (laughs) I've been to a restaurant like this with someone that thankfully spoke Cantonese. So it it ended up being a pretty good experience. Yeah, because it legitimately is the experience ended up being me and Sun Bun <laughs> sitting there like as these people were walking around like no 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 bring that back bring that back I want that no 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 not that not that not that not you I'm not talking to you you stay away from me with whatever that is I don't want that bring that over here what is it oh now that I'm looking at that I don't know if I want that but thank you for bringing it over here actually you know what just give me two put two on here yeah yeah circle them on the thing okay all right oh wait what does that lady have over there tell her to bring that card over here I, okay what's I that I feel what like, like <laughs> I feel like when it comes to Customer service. I, I think the the westernized Chinese places and pretty much the western restaurants in general have that down a little better. Hey, hey, I'm just saying I'm, it's I'm a different saying. style. I don't mind it. Kind of like it. It's just it's just when you're at that moment or you're kind of like I don't think I want any more food, <laughs> and these people keep looking at me. <laughs> And it actually, what ended up not being that expensive, like we thought it was going to be way more expensive than it was, but it wasn't. So that made it even better. Um, so it was fun. I had fun. Food was good. But I, I just love situations like that of taking people to new experiences with restaurants. Oh, that's my favorite thing. Uh, the yeah. aforementioned friend that speaks Cantonese. That's one thing her and I and a bunch of other friends do uh, on the regular. It's just find different restaurants in the area to go to. And I introduce some, she introduces some. It's that really is one of my favorite things in the world to do. It really is. Especially when I'm somewhere else other than uh this area, even though God, there's literally every ethnic origin in the world here. Uh it's it's great when I'm other places too. But yeah, that's something that I love to do. And Kaz, there's something else that I love. And it's something that I love pretty much more than anything in the world. Yes, I've and, been I've been hearing about this from oh, people yes. other than you. Oh yes. And Kaz, believe the hype. Believe the hype. It's so good. And of course, I'm talking everybody. About Sonic Mania. Oh, Kaz, 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 Kaz. <laughs> now, everyone knows that old DJM is a lifelong Sonic the Hedgehog fan. I've been through the ups and the downs and the really weird spots. I acknowledge the Sonic fandom. I recognize myself as a Sonic fan. They are my people. I tolerate them the best I can. 
But today, Kaz, Sonic is back, and it is back in full force. I got Sonic Mania. I pre-ordered it. I downloaded it at midnight. So, cause who goes out to the stores at midnight anymore? And Kaz, oh my god, it is so good. It's just, I already love platformer games. I love platformers. And again, I love Sonic. This game is, it's such a amazing hybrid of old and completely new. Like, there are some old-school Sonic things in it where the levels are completely different from the original games. And then there are brand new levels that are fantastic. Like with every other Sonic game, the music is always top-notch. It's very reminiscent of of the classic Sonic where it's got the mini, but it's got kind of that New Jack Swing 90s R&B influence as well. And... It just plays so perfectly. It even has a few weird glitches that the old Sonic games will have where you'll suddenly fall into the bottomless pit out of nowhere. There are some great Sonic Easter eggs that I don't want to spoil. There are references to Sonic memes. It's mm-hmm. Sonic Mania is just it is a fantastic game. And I'm amazed at how good it is and how well-received it has been, because now I can see that it's not just me and my fanboyism. Uh, Even the people out there that are like, well, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog has had a real tough last couple of decades, even though it's had four or five decent games in between now and then since the 2D games. Sonic the Hedgehog has really been kind of a shit show, even though it kind of hasn't. Although there have been some really shitty games, don't get me wrong, there have been, but there have been some good ones too, but Sonic Mania has been universally praised, and it makes me so happy, Kaz, it makes me so happy, and the game is really, really fun and really, really enjoyable. Um... Unfortunately for the PC players, they will have to wait for a little bit because it's not out yet. It'll be out in a couple of weeks, the 29th. Yeah, Kaz, Sonic Mania, it makes me so happy. It's It was escapism for me as a kid. It's escapism for me now, and it's it's good. It's really good. I'm glad. I'm I'm super happy that that there's a Sonic game that Sonic fans can enjoy again because, like... You've been talking about this, the hit, the hit and miss with, with Sonic games, ones that hit for the like pure Sonic fandom, ones that don't hit for everyone. But like this one seems to have like the good balance to it that everybody's been wanting for a very long time. The, the lowest score I've seen from the game was from Polygon. And that was a seven. And. The reviewer pretty much spent the entire review praising the game, but his one major gripe was that it was too much like the original games. To where everyone is saying, yeah, dude, yeah, that was the idea. It's, it's, it's supposed to be this way. It was designed by the dude that made all of the ports for Sonic CD and a, and a few of the other games. Sega brought him on to 
say, hey, Christian Whitehead, we loved your port of Sonic CD. We loved your mobile versions of the Sonic games. Come on in. Let's do it for real. Ergo Sonic Mania. And it's off the charts. And it's been, it's been highly praised, even by some of like the super duper cynical snarky game reviewers out there. And Sonic fans, we're in a full, we're fully engorged about this game. I just can't get the Chaos Emeralds right now. I'm having a terrible time with the special stages for the Chaos Emeralds. And now we've got Sonic Forces to look forward to, which is looking like it will be sort of a spiritual successor to Sonic Generations, to where it will have the 2D and the 3D and put them together. Sonic Generations was a really, really good game. It did the 2D and the 3D very, very well. And with what I've seen of Sonic Forces, I'm intrigued. Uh, you're going to be able to create an original character, which we all know how much the Sonic fandom loves original characters. So the Sonic fandom, again, is really excited about that because, once again, it's Sega and Sonic Team embracing the memory and the insanity of the Sonic fandom. It's looking like Sonic Forces is going to be pretty good, too, as long as it doesn't go too dark and edgy, which is entirely possible. But whatever, it looks like a good game. Sonic is back and seems to be very, very strong, and I'm very, very happy about that. Good shit. Huh. Like, I know I know all the other kids on the internet have just kind of been like, oh my god, Sonic Mania has been the thing we've been waiting for, even though I already love Sonic and I love all the other Sonic games, but this one is actually going to be good, and I'm like, alright, alright, calm down, but it, I'm I'm glad it seems to have hit. But man, the, the I'm playing it, it, it's a hit. It is so, a, so per- we're happy with it's this, a perfect spiral is... into the end zone. Nice. Good shit. Like, it's it's when you have a game and you're playing it and it's just, you can play it for 20 minutes or you can play it for five hours and you're, you you feel like no time was wasted. Let's, let's just now hope that fucking uh, other games actually hit their mark. There's some shit out here that I'm worried is not going to hit its mark. What's that? What's that, Cas? Destiny Two. Yeah, I've been meaning to ask you about that. Have you have you picked that up, or is it not out yet? It's not out yet. Well, it, there's going to be the the PlayStation release coming up soon, which I'm not going to do again. I'm going to wait and do the PC release since there will be a PC release this time. Since hopefully that'll mean I'll have more people to actually play the fucking game with. Um. And really? I thought more people were on the PlayStation release. No. Okay. So so there was this kind of and and this is going to sound rude. I understand. But just just work with me here people. Um I I played it on PlayStation and I I had people that I could kind of hit up and be like, "Hey, you know, you want to um want to play games and shit and they'd be like sure yeah all right we're down let's play let's play some destiny but and this is kind of the weird console player mindset where 
you have to be you have to do it fast like let's do it fast like let's cheese the the raid and and do it in 30 minutes even though it's supposed to be like an hour long raid and it's just like okay or or maybe could we just actually just play the raid and have fun and they're like oh no 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 let's just let's just do it fast so you'd have to deal with that and then it's just like yeah and or the the few people that I had that I could play with couldn't we couldn't always play at the same times, so it just made it rough. So I know going in there will be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot more people who will want and be willing to play it on PC. So I'm just I'm gonna pick it up on PC because it's gonna be a game I kind of come to here and there. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it probably pretty consistently, but I'm not gonna like. It's not going to be my main game because Overwatch and Counter Strike. Mm-hmm. Did you get No Man's Sky? No, I never, I never got that because I, I kind of saw the writing on the I, wall. I, I've seen people like we all, we all saw what happened originally when the game first came out, but I saw yeah. a few smatterings that they did some pretty significant updates, and now it's not so bad. Yeah. I haven't I haven't heard from anyone who's played the new update yet. I know people said they were going to go back in, but like I kind of saw that coming originally with like um, how things were going. Like I just saw that it was going to be like really rough um, and like just a lot of the wording seemed weird to me. So it just kind of became this thing where I was like, man, that seems, that seems weird. I don't know how that's going to go. And it kind of just ended up going bad, you know? So, but now well, apparently there's a lot of updates coming out and things have gotten better. Um, and maybe things will continue to get better and maybe it'll just end up becoming the game that everybody hoped that it would be. Well, that, that would be good because as Miyamoto once said, a delayed game is eventually good. But a rushed game is bad forever. Unless you can spend a lot of money to do updates. That would be a lot of money. Then mm-hmm. again, Miyamoto has plenty of money to work with being at Nintendo. He would have plenty of money. Yeah. I mean... It's nothing. I mean, I don't, see, it's it's weird in the, in today's gaming landscape to think about those kind of things, right? Because I feel like you, you you take No Man's Sky, right? You don't do it on console. You do it on PC. You call it early access, and people would have ate it the fuck up, right? Because people would have had in their mindset that whatever they don't have now will come later, right? But because of the way that it was released and the way that it came out, right, and it came out with the the intent of looking and feeling like a full player game when really it's kind of more like a Minecraft kind of thing, right, where that first iteration is going to be what it is, but it's never going to be what the game is known for in the end. Um, It's funny you say that, Kaz, because now this gives even less of an excuse to Capcom with Street Fighter V because there were a number of public betas before the game went gold and got released. And, yeah, a lot of people were not happy about Street Fighter V. Hmm. And only 
a few months ago is it looking decent, but a lot of people are still mad about that on top of God knows how many other things Capcom has done. And people are not happy about Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite right now, either. Ooh, they're not happy about Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. They are not happy about that game at all, Kaz. That's sad. But then again, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and pull out the old uh, don't at me at just call me DJM and say, when it comes to Marvel vs. Capcom games... They've always been kind of bonkers, and Capcom has always released them being kind of bonkers, so all of this complaining is kind of funny to me, because uh, I've just always seen Marvel vs. Capcom as being a bit stupid, but that's by design. Because it's it's Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom is always... I don't know, it's always been, it's always been a fun... Shit. So I don't understand why why people well, would be uh, mad. Um. Well, it's looking like one. They're not going to have any X Men characters at all. It's looking like. Ooh. Uh. Two. Some of the Capcom character designs are looking pretty janky. And also, some people are not happy with uh, Infinite being two on two instead of three on three, like Ultimate Marvel's Capcom three. But whatever. Uh, people can deal with that, but really more than anything, it's just people bitching about Capcom because Capcom is everybody's favorite video game company to pile on these days. Although they have kind of screwed up a lot. I mean, if Sega and Sonic team can make Sonic awesome again, and they have Capcom as well within their rights to bring back Mega Man, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I think I think we're due for a new Mega Man game. Like that's actually good. Somebody decided to bring back Bubsy Kaz or Busby. Sorry, Busby. Yeah. The fuck's that? Busby was a completely failed '90s video game anthropomorphic cat that was supposed to be funny. But wasn't. And mm. someone is deciding to bring Busby back again. And nobody really knows why. And I don't think anyone's really excited for it. It's just one of those things where it's kind of like, uh, okay. I guess the 90s are back. And oh god, are the 90s back. The 90s won't go away. Except for Sonic. Sonic can stay. <laughs> don't add me. Uh, Kaz, my friend, that's all I've good got. Good sir, that's all I've got. I think got. that's. I think that's. I, I'm just. Problem. I'm just glad you had a good time in Vegas, my friend. I'm glad you had I a good time in Vegas. Let it work out. I'm glad you got to see PD Rave, my old brother, my old good brother PD Rave. Uh, I'm glad Sunny Bunny made some money. <laughs> I did a thing, and I think that's all I've got. I think that's all we have as well. I'm glad Sonic has worked out. Um, you know, sportsandends.com. Uh, yeah, that's a thing you do. Lincoln. Sports Odds and Ends. Thing Tell people do. about that. You and Jay Beasy uh, are the hosts of and Sports Odds and Ends, the, the show for the Fly by Night sports fan. It's you and Jay Beasy. 
you cover. Produced by stories. DJM. It's a show where Kaz and JVZ talk about the world of sports and occasionally some stories from the sports world that fall through the ca- cracks. It's the podcast mm-hmm. for the fly-by-night sports fan. Check it out at sportsodds.com. Ball sports, racing sports, esports. We haven't talked about wrestling at all, though. But, I mean, I guess that's more entertainment than yeah, and And we don't need to. The, the producer doesn't want to talk wrestling on that show. Yeah. yeah. But fine. what have you Sorry. got going on, Mr. Cooper? That's it. Sports odds and ends. This uh, DKG Welp just podcasting right now, focusing in on it. So it, it actually is good. Uh, actually learning to tell people that I do podcasts uh, because uh, people have uh, told me that I don't tell them enough that I do podcasts uh, and they're fucking liars. But whatever, I'm going to start telling them more until they tell me to stop. Uh, and then from there, uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. I'm going to figure out how to revamp my YouTube page, add some art, add some some words, uh, and then uh, at some point add videos because apparently you're supposed to put videos on your YouTube page. Just finding this out. I've seen a few here and there. Yeah. Kaz, have you and I, before we go, maybe we'll talk about it next week, have you and I ever discussed Poppy? No. Okay. Maybe next week we'll we'll discuss Poppy. And uh, uh yeah. <laughs> That's something to look forward to on the next episode of Two Nerdy Black Guys, everybody. He's Kaz, I'm DJM. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Subscribe in iTunes and hey, if you like this show. Go ahead and leave us the old five stars. Don't worry, nobody reads the reviews, but just help me out, help us out. Leave the old five stars. Give us a positivity in Stitcher and wherever else podcasts can be aggregated. Thank you so much. Tholithinian. <laughs>